Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Matthew Davis, owner of Davis Business Law. How are you doing, Matthew? You know, I'm uh, I'm having a pretty good day. It was kind of like rock'em, sock'em robots all day. But, <laughs> but, you know, that, that happens some days in the law business. And I wasn't even practicing law. I was just running the law firm, so... I, I love that you referenced Rock'em Sock'em Robots because that takes me back to like the land of KB Toys and Toys R Us, right? Yeah. And you have like all the box on the shelves. Yeah. And I have a distinct memory of the, do you remember the like the inflatable blow up? Um, they're like gloves, but they're just like huge blow ups that went around your fist. Yeah. Those, yes. Those, those were fun. <laughs> and you're, you're too young though, to remember lawn darts, which were, <laughs> they're really, you know, I look like I'm 12, but I'm the mid, I'm almost 40. So it's, I've, I've been around for lawn darts. Yeah. Those, those were great too. <laughs> so let's, let's put out some eyes while we're at it or tell oh, yeah. some kids. <laughs> let's just say with rock'em sock'em robots. I remember I went into a KB toys with those blow up fist things. And I challenged mm -hmm. some like giant stranger to fight with me. And he told totally, he put one on and just blasted me in the face. <laughs> that's I was like, oh that's my gosh. Beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm I'm also laughing about this because I last year I took a couple of my kids out to my friend's Taekwondo studio and um because they were being lazy, you know, and <laughs> and I enrolled them and I'm like, well, hell, I'm I'm just gonna sign up too. I'm you know, what what the heck? And mm -hmm. and so um they stayed for about a month and then their mom let them quit and i said well this is kind of fun but in the meanwhile i got a nemesis and <laughs> and he's he's one of my son's friends he's this big goofy 17 year old kid and so that's that's who i spar with at taekwondo so i'm getting ready to go tonight and have a little fight i'm working on an, it's kind of like karate kid but it's called the middle middle-aged taekwondo man and that's 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 my my new gig. That's my new violence outlet right now. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I, I like that you're just owning that you're going to go fight some 17-year-old. <laughs> the kid's as big as I am, you know? Probably weighs as much as I do. So, yeah, the, the best thing is that the first time we fought, he goes, dang, he's pretty fast for an old man. So I'm 54 for the record. So uh, that's, that's awesome. So... And this is how it's going to be. Like, I like going off track because it, it makes me laugh. But business, uh, Davis Business Law, I'm assuming that you deal with all things legal when it comes to business and you're less of like the personal injury type lawyers. Would that be correct? Yeah, we don't we don't do any personal injury. We don't do any family law. Now, you know, you can say all things legal when it comes to business. Um, we, we stay out of some stuff. Um, you know, we don't do... Um, we don't do securities. So we just had one of our clients sold for $180 million. And that was, there was a lot of security stuff. So we did all the general counsel work for them. And, um, you know, I just turned down some work. One of my um, law school classmates asked us to do an ESOP for him, which is an employee stock ownership plan. And I'm like, I just, I don't want us to do that. Basically what we are is we are the family doctor in the law business, if that makes sense. You know, we stay right in the middle and we know when we got to go call the brain surgeon. 
Interesting. So do you have special, like specialty law firms that you routinely refer out to them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we know who to call, you know, if you got to do securities, bang. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine in New York City. We've got a client up in Canada that um, has set up a branch down in Kansas. That's why we're working for them, because our branches are from Kansas City down to Austin. And um, so today I was talking to a friend in New York City to do some of the immigration work. So, you know, we, we have our go-to people that we just have plugged in. We just had to hand off some real estate work to a friend of mine in Austin. And, you know, it having just being in the middle right there and then being able to hand off to those specialties is, is really nice. And it's a great deal for us because it it keep it keeps our attorneys kind of in a fun and a challenging mix of stuff, but nothing that is just too tedious, if that makes sense. Sure. Well, and I also think it speaks to ethics too, right? Like you are not afraid to say you're not my client and you take on the people that you know that you can help. And I think that's really important, especially when you get into something that has legal ramifications as in that niche and industry that you're in as being, hey, like we are trustworthy because we will take care of you. And we're not afraid to refer you out if we're not the right fit. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's somewhere a few years ago, I don't know how many years, you know, there's this saying that you define yourself in life as much by what you say no to as what you say. Yes. And you can always say yes. Oh yeah, sure. Let's go do that. Right. You know, and we were talking before about your business and, you know, you've got very strong parameters on what you do and um, yeah. And that's, that's really cool. And, you know, from our perspective, we're, we're getting ready to go to a strategic planning meeting um, we're tomorrow and then Saturday or Friday. So that's Wednesday today. And, you know, one thing like Jim Collins, you know, who wrote Good to Great, talks about mm-hmm. is um, having, he calls it your smack recipe, which I think stands for specific, methodical, and consistent of what you do. And it's just this rhythm that you get into. And, and we're, you know, we're tightening up some things on that because it's like, okay, that's the first thing we're doing at strategic planning is let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about just making sure that we're, and we're doing a pretty good job of staying right in that rhythm, staying right in our sweet spot makes all the difference in the world when you're trying to grow a business. Yeah, no, absolutely. So how long have you owned or been practicing law? I, mean, I, I realize those could be two very separate questions as far as owning your business versus practicing. Yeah, I've been practicing, I guess, 26 years or so. And um, I, I was with a firm and I learned a lot about how not to run a law firm from being <laughs> in, in most firms are run horribly. Most firms are run like fraternities and you know, by, it's by committee and nobody... And then I officed with a friend of mine, um, and then I actually officed out of my house, um, which was great for about five years. Um, and then I, I like to say it this way, I had a midlife crisis and started a law firm. So I, I was literally <laughs> practicing out of my house by myself, had a um, great business, um, so to speak. I had a great practice uh, where my clients just kept calling me on my idea. My name wasn't in the phone book. I didn't have a web page and I was busy all the time. And I had other lawyers working for me part-time, but I was like, wow, I gotta, I gotta, 
I had one client that was 40% of my work and I didn't know how to replace that. Yeah. And so I just hauled off and went out and started a law firm. I called my previous paralegal who was working at the bank and said, Jamie, let's go. And she said, okay, let's go. And here we are, 26, 27 employees, and we'll probably add 10 more this year. That's phenomenal. Well, you know, show up and work at it. it you can do it. <laughs> so when you went through law school, then did you, and I don't know a whole lot about law school, right? Except for apart from like what I've seen in Legally Blonde. So do you, uh, <laughs> there's some of that going on do you have to like choose what kind of law you're going into or how is how do you kind of get plugged into a specific type of law oh you can a little bit um the general if there's you know common denominator at law schools across america um you will start with what they call a section and so each law school may have three or four sections, and that's 50 or 60 people that are in all of your first year classes together. And those will be basic contracts law, property law. Sorry about that. I swore I turned that off. Property law, um, torts, which are injuries to person or property. So a civil procedure, which is how you file a lawsuit. And you, you're with those people. And then your next two years are electives. And, you know, you could go down a more business track or a more family law track. Um, I don't know that I really specialized in much of anything. I, I probably more business um, and energy law. Um, I live in Oklahoma and that I, you know, I know a lot about that, but we don't do much of it. <laughs> so what, what exactly is energy law then? Oh, oil and gas. Okay. And um, we just did a big lithium deal. And, um, but, and we, we know a lot about that, but I, I worked for Department of Energy for a while in Washington. So um, I was talking to Exxon the other day and teaching them about geothermal stuff or their attorneys. And they were like, what? I'm like, yeah, you know, you can do that. So that's really cool. So then the firm that you worked with initially, then were they a business law firm or what? A uh, general practice firm. And, you know, I, I thought I was going to be a Washington lawyer. And then I just I went to lunch with a cousin of mine, 10 years older, same career path. Um, and I just said, man, I don't want to do this. And I called my girlfriend who was in Los Angeles and said, hey, let's move back to our hometown. And she said, I don't know why she said yes, but she did. And, <laughs> you know, here, here we are. And um, so I showed up and I was on a eat what you kill basis, meaning I was on a, you know, whatever we got. Um, so people would call in and go, do you do adoptions? I'd go, yeah, we do adoptions. And then I'd go figure out how to do it. And, um, you know, I, I just got good at a lot of things um, and yeah, built well, a really good general practice. Yeah, I was going to say that is, I think, the beginnings of most entrepreneurial journeys right? But like, I will take whatever comes to me, I'll figure it out, like, we're gonna make it work. And not that you don't know what you're doing, but that, like, you're not, you can't be picky in the beginning. No, and, you know, and you also can't charge for your learning curve. But, you know, you just get in the middle of it, and you go bust tail till you figure out how to do it. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, um, that the second case I ever took was an adoption, right? And the Second, in that case, um, 
led to the big account that we still have for a national company. And that was, you know, the one that was 40% of our business, just my practice. Now they're 8% of our total business. And, you know, the firm's grown by what, 1500% or whatever. So, you know, that's super cool. Yeah. And, but, you know, I, that's, I was, I was still touching cases. If you show up and you do the right job, what what I'm getting to is I was still touching cases for that client today that relate back to an adoption I did in 1996. So, you know, you show up, you take care of your people, take care of your customers. And it's astonishing just the through line you'll have in your life of, of a business. No, that's awesome. So how did you eventually then get into the specialty of business law? I was in a uh, law firm practice group and I didn't know what I was going to do because we knew how to do family law. We knew how to do criminal law, a whole bunch of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the business coaches um, just said, hey, Davis, you know as much about business law as anybody we talk to. Why don't you just specialize down and start a business law firm? And I'm like, Okay, let's do it. And um, and it was, you know, it was one of the best decisions, not, you know, not an intelligently made decision, maybe, but, um, you know, very fortunate decision. You know, we, we walked away from a quarter million dollars in business and family law that just kept coming every year. We were just like, we quit, we're done. Um, you know, we, we literally, you know, cut the firm's line of business in half in a year. And then built it back up within within a year. You know, we we had a flat year right at a million in revenue because you know we just said we quit everything except business law, and then managed to pick up. So we cut off half a million and everything else, picked it back up. So you know some and and there's a real benefit to just honing down. And you know you're a marketer. You know here here's what we do. And it just increases your authority in in the marketplace. You know, we this is maybe kind of funny. Um, we realized we were going to go into Texas, and we realized there was our, our original name of the firm is currently constituted was just Davis Law, right? Mm -hmm. But we realized there's a prominent um, personal injury lawyer in Texas that goes by Davis Law. So we said, smack, let's just become Davis Business Law, right? Well, brilliant idea, except right up until 30 days before we went in, we couldn't have had Davis Business Law in our name in Texas. And then they changed the bar rules right as we were about to open our first office down there, okay? Oh, wow. But I guess what I'm getting to is, you know, we're ahead of the curve and just having you know, that branded name of you know, Davis Business Law just speaks to the clientele. And I, I know it helps us. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's like if you're going to see a, you know, ear, nose and throat doctor, or plastic surgeon, you know, if you have that listed in your, your business name, you're, you know, better than Adam's family's general practitioner. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, anyway, I guess back to the point, um, I, I made the decision and it worked out great. And the really cool thing about doing business law is once you start working with clients, um, there's, you know, there as particular, our, our playground is am, ambitious entrepreneurs. 
that's that's who we love to work with because they're always up to something. And um, <laughs> well, they are. I mean, they're you know they're they're ambitious, they're creative people, uh-huh. and they're fun. And um, and we we real we're one thing we're really strong at in comparison to other firms is helping them, as we say, deal with their vulnerabilities so they can capitalize on their opportunities. I mean, just plug in here. I, you know, I wrote the book on it called The Art of Preventing Stupid, right? And that's that's something we push. And what that means is because we do that, my attorneys get to work with people that are creating things and making things happen in the world and doing cool business deals. And guess what? That's more fun for my attorneys than dealing with people that are stressed out and freaking out because they're in a lawsuit and all that. So what that's doing for me is creating quality of life within our team and making them, you know, oh, this is great coming to work, you know? That's really cool. Would you say a lot of your business or most of it is like trial law or more of kind of like advising counseling law, like mergers and acquisitions type of stuff or? Well, here's my answer. I just talked to a prospective lawyer that may come to work for us in Fort Worth. Um, and I said, look, a, th- a third of what we do is light transactional. So, you know, smaller mergers and acquisitions, um, you know, maybe up to five or $10 million, that size of company or, or smaller and, um, and, and startups, just helping them get all their original documents together. And we've got, hey, by the way, we've got a really cool document up in the resource tab on our webpage. Again, Davis, just Davis Business Law. And what that does is it maps out the protections that uh, we recommend businesses build in. But what it does is it does it by the number of employees that they have. So for instance, don't worry about building your succession plan when you're the, you know, there's two employees in your company because you don't have anything, right? There's no, no one to succeed you, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, but people will go freak out about, do I need, no, don't go do that. And, you know, and we, I I have a little um, resistance towards um, a lot of people doing trademarking on stuff early because you can spend a lot of money on that, right? And, um, you know, if you don't have anything, you don't have anything. And beyond that, there's a lot of common law protection about trademark. But, you know, IP firms are happy to, you know, to a man with a hammer, the whole world needs a pounding and they'll go sell you all sorts of trademarks that you probably really don't need. Right. So, OK, what we do that that, by the way, if anybody wants to go look at that, it's on our website. It's a great document. Just mapping that mapping that out. So and that, that's davisbusinesslaw.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over in the resources tab. And it's about a third of what we do is, you know, light transactional um, setting up companies. About a third of what we do is going to be conflict oriented, but never gets to the courthouse. So, you know, meaning, hey, let's we'll send out a demand letter. We end up negotiating stuff out. And then, you know, a third of what we do is um, is litigation of some sort and you know, sure, we end up trying some cases, but um, I'm trying to think last big trial we did, you know, most cases settle anymore. And that's true across the board. 
um, the whole, and you know, this was, that was not true two generations ago in the law business. You know, my first bosses got out of law school in the late 40s. And, you know, so they were old school, right? You know, they were my, um, they, they were considerable, you know, they were lawyers for 20 years before I was born. And, you know, they would just show up at the courthouse. Okay, we're going to try this case. And now with the discovery process, so much information changes hands before trials that the lawyers know everything and they can really size things up and assess risks. So cases tend to get settled because, you know, there's just not trial by surprise the way there used to be. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense, right? To have the burden of proof already up front and be like, I don't think we can win this. Like, yeah, yeah. And you know, <laughs> no those old guys, out. they, you know, they they've told me stories about it. And um, you know, that it was just like, okay, and we show up at court, we don't know what the other side side's exhibits are gonna be. You know, this we're trying a case in 1962, and everybody just shows up and starts throwing exhibits at each other in front of a jury. And it was, I mean, there, there's your wild west right there. That's, I mean, I've seen enough TV courtroom drama to like have some sort of idea of what that would look like, but that is just bonkers to me. Yeah. And I also drank a lot of mar the three martini lunch really was a thing. <laughs> it really was a thing. Yeah. No, that, you know, that, that generation, you know, you, you watch Mad Men or whatever and. It was, it was a deal. That's the, they used to drink like that. I mean, I know some people still do, but it, it was nowhere near as prevalent as it was back then. Wow. That's amazing. Like I, unfortunately, since it's audio only, like no one can see me just like having my mind blown being like, oh my gosh, and having the thinking of like the idea of how things have shifted, you know, within my own experience of watching, you know, the medical world shift and first responders and like our responsibilities and how things work and, you know, change. Or if you've grown up in any city that's had any sort of development and being like, wow, I remember five years ago when all these buildings were here, like just the idea of watching your industry shift so much is pretty astounding. Like when you think about it. Yeah. The way yeah. that business is done has essentially what you said, fundamentally shifted from, you know, courtroom litigation to, like essentially just being like, look, man, I have you over a barrel. You need to settle with me. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I thought I was going to be in South Texas next week and um, I was fighting with a friend of mine out of Houston. And finally he's like, you got me, don't you? And I said, yeah, I got you. You're, <laughs> you know, I, I've got you checkmated. It's just a question of how, how much work I'm going to have to do to, you know, and he's like, what's it going to cost me? And I said this. And he goes, OK, I'll give you almost that. And I said, OK, we'll take it. Shut up. You know, and, you know, that's that's how it works. And, and you know, by friend, I mean, we you know, we know each other from the law business. Mm -hmm. I actually used to kind of manage him as general counsel because he was local counsel for one of my clients. And, you know, so but that's, you know, you do your job, you pick fight, you know who you're loyal to and you're loyal to your client. And there you go. That's phenomenal. So who would you say is kind of your ideal client? Man, you know, we we love ambitious business owners. I think I said that earlier. 
who want to go create something, our, you know, our first core value of our firm is believe and protect their dreams. Okay. Now that goes both ways. Um, and by both ways, I mean, externally and internally. So, you know, when you say, you know, who my main customer or client is, first thing, if I take care of the people on the inside of my firm, our firm, you know, I own the firm, but it's our firm, right? Um, they're going to take care of our customers, our clients. And so I really look for good, solid attorneys that share our values, that want to help people, that love people. I mean, that's important to us. And that that want to you know want to want to believe and protect their dreams. But the first question I ask is when I'm interviewing them is, can I believe and protect your dream, Mister Attorney or Mrs. Attorney that is talking about coming to work for us or, um, you know, paralegal or receptionist or CFO or whatever? Can I help you? And if you know if this company Davis Business Law can help you you can go help people by, by what we do. So we're interviewing an attorney from Fort Worth tomorrow. And, and he's with one of the big insurance defense firms. They're making him bill um, eight hours a day and which is 2000 a year. And, you know, he applied to us and my ad looks crazy in the law business. Cause you know, most law business ads look like, would you like to wear a gray suit and be a douchebag to humanity? And mine's <laughs> like, would you actually like to help some people and have a good work-life balance? So anyway, you know, the, and so that we pick up people, you know, we pick up a lot of people that just want a job, but we also pick up some people that hear my signal. And, you know, this guy's like, I got two kids at home and I'm, you know, I can't see my kids and I got to drive from Fort Worth to Dallas. And, you know, what am I doing with my life? And I'm like, look, I'll, I'll match their salary and I'll take your, your billing quota down. And, you know, people hear that. And, 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 you know, we don't put up with competition. We don't put up with hierarchy. You know, we run like a, you know, a very internally positive growth company is maybe, there's my word of the day. Yeah. Your ethos is client advocate, not competition to see who can be the top dog within the firm. Yeah. And then everybody works together. Everybody helps everybody out. And it really benefits the client. You know, we're not a bunch of ego-driven maniacs. You know, oh, I'm trying to make partner. I tell everybody up front, look, we're not a partner firm. I own the company and, you know, I will run it. I will get professional management. We will run it better you know, this team, the management team will run the company, the firm better than a bunch of lawyers who are just ad hocing it. That's powerful. And I think super smart to take that approach because you're right, like within, <clears throat> excuse me, the law profession, I think it goes into doctors as well. Like you have that pride element that comes into that ego, right? Of I want my name on the door. I want, you know, doctor in front whenever someone addresses me or whatever it is. And so being able to like set that aside and say, we're going to run it like a business that puts business professionals first and then treats you as humans that take care of each other and makes a worthwhile place for you to grow and do your best. 
I think it was very cool, especially to see that with what you're doing. Well, yeah, thank you. I mean, it's all this goofy ego and lawyers are so bad about it. You know, I'm a partner and blah, 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 blah. It, it just, it makes me want to puke. And by the way, you know, I've got partner out of one of the big Dallas firms chomping, you know, come to work for us right now. And I think we may get a deal worked out. And he's just like, I'm so sick of all this. And, and you know, at the end of the day, this is what I always tell people. Look, we are just plumbers pushing paper. We are just, you know, we are providing a service. You know, it's a professional service. Yeah, I get that. But it's all this sort of inflated and conflated. And it drives me bonkers that, you know, we can't just look at the world and go, we got to provide a service to these people. And, you know, it's it's our time, it's our advice, it's our counsel. But at the end of the day, you know, your, your plumber's doing the same thing, your HVAC guy's doing the same thing. But there's all this just bizarre, you know, tradition. And, um, and you know, it's, it, there's a Wizard of Oz aspect to it, right? Yeah. No, that's very cool. So I know we'd already mentioned it, but <clears throat> where can someone go to find you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davis Business Law is is our website. Um, and I've got a, a little website for me, MatthewNeilDavis.com. I own all the Neils, N-E-I-L, N-E-I-L-L, N-E-A-L, right? Because you know, why, why not? Nobody's going to... Hedging your bet if they fat finger it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I own it all. And that's, <laughs> I, that's kind of just a little place keeper right now. And... Um, you know, I was using it more when I was speaking and I, I had some a business thing ramp up that really took a couple of years of my life that I didn't, ex, you know, within the law firm that I didn't expect. And so I'm just kind of getting out and speaking again. So I got to go revamp that website and I don't like it very much, but I'll, I'll fix that. And, um, but that's, you know, the firm's website, as previously stated, we've got some good resources up there. We've got some you know, all the forms from Art of Preventing Stupid. And then got another book that I need to get pushed out called The Strong Protected Business that really takes our our system of how to protect your business and how to think about and brainstorm and build out a plan of building the protections, proactively dealing with your vulnerabilities that that's what the second book just takes it a step further builds on the first one all those forms are up on the website and anyway i'm going to get that next book out this next year and we're i'm pretty excited about it because it's really cool to see businesses go okay you know we dealt with that we don't you know we just avoided a disaster and because guess what you're you're either in the problem space or the opportunity space that's where your brain is it's it's one or the other and sorry i'm off on a rabbit trail but i, I you know that's i love right. talking about this stuff it's it's great no that's i thought that was, that was excellent and i mean it dovetails into what i was going to ask you next but before we end i mean i have loved having you on here and i'll be respectful of your time but before we close out is there anything that you want to talk about or mention or wanted to like revisit or anything like that or just like last closing words that you feel are important no i um you know again our our core values are believe and protect their dream and you know we're 
our company, of course, we're a law firm. We provide legal services. But at the end of the day, one thing everybody knows and loves about working here is, you know, we really ethically have this push of let's help people. And we're going to get better at it, at it as we get bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because our, our ability, just our muscle grows. Here's maybe the point. You know, my mom was the only woman in her med school class back in the 60s, right? And um, she went to St. Louis, did her residency, and then um, came back to my hometown, her hometown, and set up her medical practice. And then I came back after she'd been practicing medicine for what, 25, 30 years, and I had a professional career here. I can't tell you how many people said to me, have said to me, your mom saved my life. You know, she was one of the pioneers of breast cancer screening. And I mean, I remember being a kid just going, mom, okay, fine. Well, you're kind of intense about all this, but you know, mammography and all this, right? And, you know, your mom saved my life. Your mom saved my husband, my wife's life or my mom's life, right? And, you know, that ethic of let's help people get in front of their problems. Let's help them do it systematically. I'm really passionate about that. I'm really passionate about helping businesses do that because, you know, that's how they go build their dreams, right? And that's what we're all about. That's what you're doing with your business is let's help people get where they want to go. And, you know, it's really cool thing to do with your life. No, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. I think, I mean, it's powerful on multiple levels with just that legacy. And I think, you know, just the words that other people have said that you didn't directly impact them, but just being like, you know, your mom did this for me and how that impacted you on that like tertiary tier of, you know, doing, I think is phenomenal. And what a legacy. Yeah. Mom, mom's cool lady. So (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show. And everyone else, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Subject Change. Please like, subscribe, leave a review of our podcast. And if you have any questions, if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about, drop us a message or an email and let us know. Be happy to, to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.